Hey, this is Double J, Jeff Jarrett, WWE Hall of Famer, and you're listening to the My One Two Three Cents Podcast. It's my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me a hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! Welcome, friends, to episode 409 of the My One, Two, Three Cents podcast, 409. We're not doing any cleaning around here today. My guest is going to be David Lee Walker of Stride Pro Wrestling. He is the current No Limits champion. We'll get to him in just a few minutes. Uh, do have some house cleaning, housekeeping, if you will, to uh, take care of. And first and foremost, it is episode 409. That means we're 11 weeks away from episode 420. And my quest to get Rob Van Dam as the guest right here on that particular episode of the podcast. Uh, I've made some tweets, I've done some TikTok videos to kind of boost and, and hopefully, uh, and I know he or someone with his Twitter account, If I don't know if he runs his own page, I, I hope that he does. Uh, the, the last couple of weeks I've sent out that tweet and he's at least liked it. So I feel like he's seen it or someone close to him has seen it. So. Hopefully, as we get closer to episode 420, or 420 in this case, which is going to land sometime in December, um, I, I don't remember exactly what week it is, but I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that we will get RVD right here as a guest on the podcast. We're also uh, gearing up, again, uh, David Lee Walker is the guest. We're going to be talking about a couple of upcoming Stride Pro Wrestling events during the course of that interview. And... Uh, uh, his training and his quest to become the Stride Pro Wrestling No Limits Champion and what he has his eyes on next. And, and uh, it's a great interview and uh, I really hope that you uh, spend a little time listening to it and coming out and supporting Stride Pro Wrestling or indie wrestling in the area in which you live because really uh, the men and women who are getting in there and, and again it's not, a, it's not a weekly episodic thing like... Uh, WWE or AEW maybe, but, uh, you know, the men and women who are busting their asses in that independent wrestling ring, uh, they're not just doing it in one promotion usually. They're going around and, and learning their craft and, and developing and becoming better uh, at what they do. And, and it's not just the wrestling part of it. And Dave and I talk more about that during the course of this week's interview. On the other side of that interview, stick around. Uh, I had posted a, a question of the week concept a while back and the last few episodes I've forgotten to answer the question so I am going to be doing that on this week's episode it'll be on the other side of the interview with David Lee Walker a reminder too to support Stride Pro Wrestling and the My One Two Three Cents brand by checking out prowrestlingtees.com slash my one two three cents pick up a shirt there um, all the proceeds uh, raised go right to Stride Pro Wrestling, 
and uh, keeping everything up and running and afloat. Uh, because as Dave and I talked through the interview as well, you know, there was a time during the pandemic that things were not looking so bright for Stride. And Tyler, uh, Heath Hatton, and I have talked about that multiple times right here on the podcast. So uh, it's a great way to support. You get a great wrestling shirt in return for your uh, purchase. Also, thighhuggers.com, as well as the collar and elbow brand. They have lots of great wrestling shirts. Thighhuggers, great uh, you know, you can wear them to swim in, you can wear them to work out, run, uh, or just show off your thighs. They're unisex, men or women, um, and uh, lots of different designs there as well. You can get your own custom brand-made uh, thigh huggers uh, and use the promo code MY123CENTS on thigh huggers as well as collar and elbow. And again, uh, a portion of that purchase goes to the my one two three cents stride pro wrestling brand so any support uh, is always greatly appreciated we'll be talking more also in the coming weeks about the uh my one two three cents stride pro wrestling action figure drive we are doing that again this year and uh i'm looking forward to that as well but uh in the meantime stay tuned david lee walker is coming up next if you've dreamed of becoming a professional wrestler, it's time to make that dream a reality. The Stride Pro Wrestling Training Academy is now enrolling new students. Classes meet on Tuesdays and Thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. Be sure to check out the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page at facebook.com slash stridepro-wrestling and get enrolled now. As promised, friends, my guest this week is the brand new Stride Pro Wrestling No Limits champion, David Lee Walker. David, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. So, uh, you know, I, whenever I have a guest on, I always kind of want to get their backstory, kind of find out what brought them to wrestling. So, you know, as a fan, I'm, I'm assuming as a, as a kid you were growing up and, and you were a wrestling fan. So talk to me a little bit about those early days of, of your wrestling fandom. Uh. So my sister and I, every weekend, would go spend the weekend with my grandpa in the summertime. Grandpa was what got me into wrestling. So he'd take us to the store before we went home. She'd get her videos, and I was always right there. Royal Rumble 92, Chi-Town Rumble 88, 90, whichever one it was. You know, all all the late 80s, early 90s stuff, and that's what really got me into it. Uh, and so that's what it was every weekend, me and Grandpa watching wrestling. So was this during that time period as well? Like, were you getting the video, or were you getting the videos kind of, like, wh- what were you watching on TV at the time? This, this was a few years later. This okay. was probably 95, 96, 97. Um, okay. And I was, I was watching the stuff from the late 80s, early 90s. Um, and then, you know, um, about 10... 10 years old at the time. Okay. Um, so the Attitude Era, not exactly what mom and dad wanted me watching on TV. <laughs> so um, so I I did get to watch, you know, wrestling, but I was kind of on the down low at that time because of the, the way the content was. It wasn't exactly family-friendly that you wanted your 10-year-olds watch. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I kind of grew up in that era that you were watching on video 
Uh, and so I, that's what hooked me in was the Hulkamania and and the Four Horsemen and all, all that good stuff. So it, it's great that, you know, you were able to kind of get introduced because 94, 95 for wrestling in general was was not the best by no, any means. <laughs> and then as, you know, like you said, as, as it got hot again, um, you know, I'm, I'm in my 20s when the Attitude Era rolls around, so that was just the crowd they were targeting. But I could see where, um, as, as, you know, a family with, with small kids, you wouldn't want them uh, necessarily seeing that and emulating some of the things that were going on with that. Who were, you, who were your favorites watching, you know, wrestling? Who were your favorites growing up? Um, obviously, the whole Undertaker Kane storyline, mm. uh, a lot of people agree with me best storytelling yeah in, in, in history um but a lot of it was stone cold mm-hmm. i never fit in as a kid i got into a lot of fights i i had huge problems with authority so you know 10 to 10 to 15 year old dave was was watching stone cold on tv giving his boss the finger hitting stunners on everybody you know austin didn't care yeah and that's you know that's what 10 year old me wanted to grow up to be and let's let's transition into that then because i do feel like we'll talk about training in a minute but i do feel like those early influences carry on into you know when we get into the business uh into our character development or into who we are you know a lot of times they say the best wrestlers are those who have just amped their own personality up to a, a 10 or an 11 on the scale. So, uh, you know, you, uh, David Lee Walker, comes to the ring. You have an, an attitude. And in, in recent months, you've you've uh, added the the bad dog moniker and, and you've carried the, I don't know exactly what you call it, the thing that you use to collect a dog as a dog catcher, I guess. So... Those influences, I guess, uh, have played out into into who you are in the ring as well, right? Yeah, well, and I'll be the first to say I know a lot of people, they don't like the bad dog, but I'll be the first to say, look where it's got me. Yeah. I'm the new Stride Pro Wrestling No Limits Champion. I promised I would be, I am. You have uh, accomplished a lot. Um, talk to me about training. Uh, you know, we talked at, at the show the other night um, in Marion, and uh, I was trying to remember when you exactly came in and started training. So, what makes you decide to train to be a wrestler? Because there's a millions of wrestling fans out there, but obviously not everybody uh, is able to, or maybe even wants to step in the ring. So, what made you decide? Okay, uh, I want to give this a try. Um, well, honestly, I made that decision a long, long, long time ago when I was a kid. But uh, as so often happens with people life happens mm-hmm. um decided to join the army straight out of high school that didn't work out come home a few years later getting married you know things happen mm-hmm. one day after my second marriage was over i had a one of those come to jesus meetings where i looked myself in the mirror and i said you're 33 years old if you don't do it now you're not going to do it and you're going to be a 70 year old man sitting there in your, in your wheelchair wondering what could have been mm-hmm. and so that was that was right before COVID hit okay. so that was that was real a real kick in the nuts there because you know I'd finally made this decision finally decided I was going to go start doing this 
two months later, everything shut down. Yes. But I think at the same time, you know, those few months that we were shut down just made me just that much hungrier. Okay. And I wanted that much more. I think that some people would have been discouraged by that and taken that as a, uh, I'm done. I'm not going to try this. So I applaud you for sticking with it, you know, because like you said, uh, you know, I know not every, you know, and not to get COVID political or anything like that, but you know, there was a, there was a point in time where we thought, you know, behind the scenes that stride was not going to come back after COVID or, you know, during COVID we did our best to do those, uh, empty building shows. Now were you, you were training still at that point, right? When we were doing those shows or were you actually wrestling? Um, I was training, and as a matter of fact, uh, the way we do training, a lot of the times our new trainees will start out as referees. You know mm-hmm. this? Yeah. I refereed one match. Okay. <laughs> so if you want to go back and look during that that empty arena period that we had, you can go back and you can see Dave ref in a match. It's Axel work versus two of our referees, Kevin McCleary and Casey Brinkmeyer as well as Duke Randall. Yes. That's a classic. Go look it up. I, I, I remember that. I, I absolutely do remember that. Talk to me about the training process, because as you mentioned, you were you know in your early 30s. A lot of times, uh, and I think it's a little different with Stride. It, it attracts, you know, because it took so long for there to be a wrestling school in Southern Illinois that would be accessible to people here. You know, there are people who are in their early to mid thirties that start training and, and getting in there. But do you feel like you missed out on anything starting, you know, non-traditionally, like now we see, you know, at the WWE performance center, they're getting, uh, you know, athletes right out of high school, right out of college. And they start their training. Um, you know, we see Randy Orton who ha- is a 20 plus year veteran now and is, you know, in his early forties. So do you feel like you missed anything by waiting and, and, and not only missed anything, but as far as like the, the intensity of the training, cause it's not an easy thing to do. That's why we don't see, uh, you know, we see a group that comes into the stride school, for example. And, you know, if, if just a couple of them make it through the end of the training, then, then that's a big accomplishment. Yeah. Um, to answer your first question, um, I, I do feel like I missed out on a lot by starting so late in life. Um, not necessarily, I don't think, because of the training, mm-hmm. but just, you know, this isn't an old man's game. Yeah. You know, you're, you, you know, it, it, it hurts. Yes. Um, so I'm not going to be able to have, you know, a 20, 30 year career, maybe 20. If I wrestle in my fifties, I'll be excited, Mm -hmm. but you know, I'm not going to be, you know, I'll never be the youngest champion or the youngest this or the youngest that. So yeah, I feel like I missed out on a long career, but other than that, no. Um, as far as the second question, as far as the training, you know, I'm not the best athlete. I'm not in the best shape, but the one piece of advice that I give to new trainees, I said, if you don't do anything else, keep showing up. Mm -hmm. Because we get a lot of people, and if you look at the banner that has the the graduates listed, there's not a whole lot. Right. So B-Red and Savion Ayers were the last trainees before Stridiversary this year that when myself, Peyton Ayers, and Kevin McCleary graduated. Mm -hmm. So we're talking, 
almost what a year and a half between graduating classes. Yeah, yeah, it was it was about you that. Know, it's and, and that's one of the things they told me when I first started. We don't graduate a whole lot of people mm-hmm. because just in my time there, Stride's been around for six years. I've been there for two. Mm-hmm. Just in that time, I've seen twice as many people come in that door and not come back that I have the names on that matter. Yeah. Yeah, it's but it's not easy. It takes it takes a commitment. It's it's not all about the physical the hard work. It is. You've got to put in the work. But at the same time, there are personal sacrifices that sometimes have to be made. There are things that I've missed because it's training night. You have to make that commitment and you gotta show up. Yeah, it's it's like anything else in, in life. You know, if you if you want to succeed at it, you have to. You know, like Dave said, you know, you're you're gonna miss, uh, uh, you know, a ball game or a birthday or an anniversary or, or something like that. And you know, we we've heard about the sacrifices that the the athletes and, and the men and women in WWE and AEW and you know, uh, the big the big league, so to speak, make. But you know, it's it's the same thing. It it resonates here. In, in Southern Illinois and, and, and beyond. Are you, where are you at in terms of doing other shows, working for other companies? Are you, uh, you know, I, I know you're a big part of the stride roster right now, but are you working other events and other shows? Um, I, I've been doing uh, work with uh, Southern, Illinois, Southern Illinois Championship Wrestling, SICW, just okay. outside of St. Louis, uh, promoted by legendary Herb Simmons. Yeah. Um, I've been doing TV for them for a little while. Um, when schedules uh, allow, mm-hmm. uh, I'll go up and you know, I'll do their big show as well. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of times that coincides with the Stride show. Mm-hmm. Um, and Stride being my home promotion, that's where I'm going to be. Uh, especially, you know, as the No Limits champion, I'm going to make a point to be there and and let everybody know just exactly why I hold that belt. Absolutely. What do you see in the, you know, do you do this as, you know, are, are you hoping one day to take it outside of the Southern Illinois, St. Louis area? Do you want to, you know, wrestle on AEW? Do you want to wrestle on NXT or WWE? Or like, what are your goals I mean, or I, plans? I, I'd be a fool to say no. Uh-huh. Uh, but at the same time, I'm 35. I'm being realistic. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not expecting anything like that, but I work as hard as I can to go as far as I can and let everything just be a, a pleasant surprise. Yeah. So, you know, once you make it through the training, obviously, and, and you, uh, as you mentioned, along with Peyton Ayers and Kevin McCleary, uh, wrapped up training earlier this year, got your certificate, you know, you graduated, so to speak. But how do you, because, you know, with Stride and with independent companies, you know, usually there's one show a month. Um, you know, October is an anomaly. We have two, and we'll talk more about that in, in just a few minutes. But how do you continue? Because, you know, you're getting in there and wrestling, you know, 10, 15 minutes. What are you doing to supplement, and what advice do you have for those guys who wrestle for an independent company? Um, and I know you take a, a few other bookings, but how do you continue to uh, stay in there and, 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 and keep active? Well, the first thing I'll tell anybody that's graduated a wrestling school, just because you've graduated doesn't mean you're done. Uh-huh. Um, 
I am I'm still at the Stride Building every Tuesday and Thursday at six o'clock. Um, I'm I'm still learning. I'm doing my best to help teach. Um, and a lot of times, you know, those of us who graduated, Peyton still comes, you know, and we'll discuss things that we've learned in different places, um, and we'll wrestle. Mm. You know, we we use that time, and you know we. We'll do what we can to make ourselves better. Yeah, and that's, you know, another element of the, you know, and it doesn't just count for trainees. I know a lot of times it's like, oh, the trainees are here, let them handle it. But, you know, you're there helping set up the ring, helping tear down the ring. And, you know, when we have, this is when we have a show on the road and, you know, those become long days, like you said, and, and that's where the sacrifice comes in as well. And I know your family has been there and is supportive. And, and uh, you know, how important is that to have for that? Because not not all the boys have that. Yeah. So I just want to I want to make that point and give a shout out to my fiance Tia and thank her for that. Yeah. And she actually uh, a couple of months ago sang the national anthem for us and did a wonderful job with that. So oh, she's it, got a beautiful voice. It's so important to have that family support behind the scenes because I think without that, it becomes, uh, you know, those sacrifices become even more, and then it kind of builds into resentment and, you know, it, all these other things that kind of fester up into into a relationship. So I think, as, as Dave said earlier, you know, be willing to do that sacrifice, but having a partner um, in your life or, you know, that support system that's going to understand and, and um, you know, be there for you when you make these decisions to, to do this. But obviously it's a, it's a conversation that you need to have before you get too deep into the weeds with the training and stuff. Because like Dave said, it's, he's there still even after graduating. He's there uh, twice a week, uh, every week, and, and, and helping with tearing down, setting up. You know, we start early in the day on a, on a Saturday, and sometimes it's 10 or 11 o'clock before we're done with uh, getting everything back in place, and sometimes it's pouring down rain, and it's and, hot and as hell or whatever. Too, What's that? Tearing down, I said I want to point out, too, that tearing down a ring after you just had your tail kicked from one end of the arena to the other and returned the favor to the other guy, you know, that's, that's probably the least fun part of the night. Yeah. It's trying to tear down that ring and get out, you know, so, but I mean, it's got to be done. Yeah. Well, you know, it, that's the bottom line. And this most recent, uh, night of, of wrestling action, uh, that we had out at the Sioux drive center in, in Marion, uh, tearing down the ring, you're tearing down the ring one as the no limits champion, but two, after having a dog collar match, only the second time in the history of Stride Pro Wrestling, talk to us about a dog collar match because most of us, most people listening to this haven't been in the ring, but those who have been in the ring and are listening to this have not been involved in a dog collar match. Only a, a, a select few have done that. Well, uh, I'd be lying if I said it, it wasn't kind of fun to drag Bud Galloway all over that arena and, and beat him with a chain. And I'm sure he had just as much fun with me, but, uh, but it's pretty brutal. I mean, mm -hmm. that's, you know, people say, Oh, wrestling's fake, wrestling's fake. I'll show you a chain. It ain't fake. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> that thing hurts. Um, and, and getting drugged by your throat covered in beer 
back to the ring, embarrassed. You know, Bud Galloway has has made a habit of embarrassing me, and that's what all this boils down to. When I started out, me and Bud Galloway, you know, he he made proposal that we team up and go after the, the tag titles. Right. Me being, you know, early in my career saw it as an opportunity, not realizing that, hey, this guy ain't nothing but a clown. Mm. And, and and he decided to spend his time showing off, making me do cartwheels and everything, and embarrassing me. And, and so that's when I did what I had to do, and I put him on the shelf. And then he comes back wants to pretend like nothing ever happened, gets himself on a little roll, starts winning matches, and ends up with a no-limits title. That just didn't sit right with old Dave. So I had to do something about that, and I did. Well, you know, you you proved yourself as, uh, you know, as JR would say, tougher than a $2 steak coming in there. And you guys, you know, beat the crap out of each other, not only in that dog collar match, but in subsequent matches leading up to it. And I know that, uh, you know, on October 22nd, coming up, uh, we're wrestling in Pinckneyville uh, at Unit 204 School. You're going to defend the championship against Bud Galloway uh, once again that night. And uh, I'm still waiting to hear. Jerry Travel said we're working on, on this night. It's going to be a lot of uh, a Halloween-themed show, and, and there's going to be lots of stipulations. We already know that Heath Hatton and, and Cash Borden are wrestling in a casket match, but... Before we get there on October 1st, back at the Stride Building in Carterville, uh, it's going to be you teaming up with your old buddy, Brian Richards, who we saw kind of come in and uh, play a role in, in your match with uh, Galloway recently, uh, taking on Galloway and uh, Jeff Wolf. So talk to me a little bit about that relationship with Brian Richards, because you and Brian and uh, A.J. Kellis uh Kind of the Freebird rule was in effect, but you all were the Stride Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champions about a year ago at this time. Yeah, well, let me start off by saying that, yeah, Brian may have come in and played a little part, but as I'll, uh, I'll tell you, like I told that, that fan sitting at ringside, it's not cheating if there's no qualifications. That was perfectly legal. Good point. Now, here's the thing with me and Brian. Me and Brian have had a couple issues in the past I said some things about him he did some things it's in the past because when it comes right down to it beautiful brother and the bad dog brothers I've got his back he's got mine so yeah he he ran off to go do some other stuff after he and AJ won the tag titles and then for a little while I had to carry AJ to keep those tag team titles then AJ, through his own incompetence, gets tapped out by Roger Mathis, and the titles are gone. So here's the thing. Old Dave and beautiful Brian, we're good. We're cool. AJ Kellis is long gone, and I don't care if I ever see him again. Mm. Now, as far as this next match coming up, old Dave and beautiful Brian teaming up take on Bud Galloway <laughs> and Jeff Wolf. Now, let me tell you something about Jeff. The kid's good. The kid's, he's smooth, he can fly, but he's young and he's stupid. Oh. Me and Brian are going to eliminate him. We're going to get him out of the way because it ain't going to take much. And then, 
fun picking apart Bud Galloway. Because here's the thing, at this point, I've already proven what I need to prove. Right now, it's all just about having a little fun. I told you when we started, I came to Stride for two reasons. Hurt people and to win championships. And buddy, I already won a championship. So come October 1st, old Dave and beautiful Brian, we're going to hurt somebody. And I'm looking forward to it. Wow. Okay. Wow. You know, win championships, you, you've done that. You, uh, again, former Stride Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champion and the current Stride Pro Wrestling No Limits Champion. I got to assume that eventually if you uh, are able to survive this tag team match coming up on the 1st and then, of course, your rematch with Bud Galloway coming up on October 22nd, uh, you know, we've had multiple Stride wrestlers who have uh, gone on to win the heavyweight championship and 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 you know take it from there so uh bud or i'm yeah, sorry and old peyton's about to do that too ain't he well we'll see yeah yeah october 1st he's 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 in there with dexter who who i was going to mention is also a former no limits champion and went on to become the heavyweight champion so uh i i would imagine you as a wrestler you know Gold is a is a good thing, and and doesn't matter who's holding it, you're going to go after it. I'm I'm going to guess. Oh, oh, absolutely, and not just gold. You know, I've got my eyes on the Stride Cup. Mm. You know, I've I've got my eyes on on all kinds of things. You know, not just a Stride. There's the Bruiser Bruiser Brody Memorial Battle Royal every year at SICW. I'm in this. To win whatever I can win, to hurt whoever I can hurt, and everybody's going to know that you don't screw with David Lee Walker. Well, that was well said, Dave, and uh, I appreciate your time on the podcast this week. A reminder, you can catch David Lee Walker in action on Saturday, October 1st. It is at the Stride Building in Carterville, Illinois. Check out our Facebook page for all the details of that night. And then on Saturday, October 22nd, we are back at Pinckneyville Unit 204 School. You can catch Dave in action there as well as he defends that newly won No Limits Championship. Dave, anything else you want to say before we wrap up this week's episode? Yeah, I just want to want to put out there, just remind everybody, if anybody thinks they're tough enough, Tuesdays and Thursdays, 6 o'clock, 11.30 North Division at the Stride Building. I'll be there. You want to come do this? Come do it. Yeah, we, we invite anyone that wants to wrestle to come out, check it out. You can check it out. And, you know, if you figure out that it's not for you, then, you know, walk away and, and no harm done. But if you uh, decide to train and become a champion like David Lee Walker, you know, more proof, Peyton Ayers, uh, Dexter, who is the current Stride Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, Riser. Uh, these are the men that went in there and survived. B-Rad, who's a current tag team champion with Axe Allwart. Uh, Savion Ayers, who is injured, but uh, former multiple-time uh, champion in stride. These guys did it, and they're living their dream, and, and they've made it come true. So, again, check us out on uh, 1130 North Division Street in Carterville, Illinois. David Lee Walker, check him out on social media. You can find him there as well. Uh, thank you so much for being a guest this week. Yeah, thank you. All right, I really do appreciate Dave's time uh, talking with me and, and sharing his thoughts and insight. And I, I always, I, I want to do more of these kinds of uh, interviews where we get to learn a little bit more uh, about the man or woman behind the wrestling character. Um, and I think David 
did a great job doing that, providing us uh, some insight into his life uh, inside and outside the ring. And uh, hopefully, uh, as we count down again, 11 weeks away from episode 420 and Rob Van Dam, I'm, 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 I'm crossing my fingers and, and hoping that he uh, is a part of the show. Now, like I said at the, at the top of the show a couple of months ago, well, I don't think it's been months, but it's been several weeks. Um, it was the 1st of September, actually. I just double-checked the date. Uh, on the My123 Cents uh, Facebook page, which if you haven't already, please go and like that and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, I put something out there where I, I want to kind of have a conversation, a talking point, if you will. Uh, and in theory, I, I probably should have uh, included Dave in this conversation. But again, I <laughs> had forgotten about it until uh, halfway through the interview, and I didn't want to just throw this at him uh, cold. So uh, here's the deal. Um, you ask a question, and I'm going to answer it. And it, usually it's, or so far, they're all wrestling related. But really, they can be anything that you want to ask. And, and we'll talk about it right here on the podcast. So I am going back to two weeks ago when I posted this and, and the first person to ask was Adam Hackbarth, who's been a supporter of the My One Two Three Cents brand. I appreciate that. Um, and this was, you know, keep in mind, this was a couple of days before what he asked actually happened. There was rumor and innuendo that it was going to happen. So he says, if you were in charge of Braun Strowman's return to WWE, what would you do and how would you use him? Uh, I think WWE has done a pretty good job of bringing Braun back into the fold. Um, you know, he's he hasn't lost a beat. He is that big monster of a man. Um, and, you know, tearing up uh, the competition. And, and, and they've done a great job of making him look really, really strong. And I feel like, and I've talked about this before, and guys like Kane and uh, Mark Henry, the uh, Undertaker, obviously, but like uh, Big Show, I always feel like there's room for that big, unstoppable monster type character. And, and whether that's a monster heel or uh, you know, just uh, uh, an unstoppable force, uh, you know, like the, the babyface days of Andre the Giant or even when Undertaker was, was working as a good guy. You need that on the roster. I almost feel like Braun, he's likable. Fans seem to have gotten behind him, so he's obviously come in and, and is working right now as a, as a face. And uh, I think if they just keep him uh, on that, path of being you know unstoppable I, i'm all for it i feel like he might be that guy to do that with at this time you know on, on the roster uh i've seen tweaks you know brodus clay for example i'll go back to him 10 years ago when he came in that first go around um i i liked him as kind of the heavy as the bad guy as the big uh you know menacing force but then they did the dancing and rapping with him, and and I loved that even more. So for some, you know, you see them in, in one way, and, and, you know, with Mark Henry, for example, we'll go back to him, and I feel like with those wrestlers or superstars who stick around and stay around for many, many years, there's obviously got to be an evolution and a, and a, a development of the character, the personality. You know, we saw it with Kane. We saw it with The Undertaker. Uh, we saw it with Mark Henry. We're seeing it with Chris Jericho. Uh, those guys who have that longevity so it doesn't become a boring uh, act. Now, whether Bray Wyatt enters back into the fold as the Fiend and comes back in and kind of 
you know, takes over Braun Strowman and, and there's a, a mini reunion of sorts of the Wyatt family with, with Bray being the mastermind and, and Braun being, you know, the Braun, if you will. Uh, I, I would be for that as well. I think that, uh, you know, this new regime, we've seen a lot of positive changes and, and things are going on. Uh, there has been some, I've seen some back and forth on this Logan Paul, Roman Reigns match. And if it were just about any other celebrity, I would say that this is ridiculous. But I do think that this has the potential to be a huge epic matchup for WWE. Um, you know, I, I don't think that Logan Paul is going to win the Universal Championship. But I think that after his performance at WrestleMania and w what we've seen him do in the ring... The guy is is gifted, and I'm I'm excited. I'm looking forward to seeing what exactly is in store for Logan Paul. And you know, he's not like any other celebrity superstar, in my opinion. He's he has proven himself already in these early uh, contests, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what he and Roman Reigns are able to do uh, in Saudi Arabia at. Uh, at the big event coming up in November. So, uh, as always, I want to hear your one, two, three cents as well. Be sure to weigh in. Let me know. What do you want to hear uh, topic-wise here on the podcast? Who do you want to have as guest? Uh, I'm going to try to incorporate more Stride Pro Wrestling stars. I always feel like I'm encroaching on people's time when we're out at these shows, and then the weekend rolls around, and I'm out of, I'm out of time and, and guest options or, or options to record. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still... Uh, hopeful to work with Chad on Music Mania and bringing back Movie Mania. And then I've got a couple of other ideas uh, coming up as well. So, again, without you listening and supporting this, uh, I'm just talking to a microphone for half an hour and, and not getting anything accomplished. So I appreciate you being a part of the My One Two Three Cents experience. Have a great week, and we will talk again soon. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com.